0: What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome. Welcome to the House of Sold separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to uh, all of you amazing people that turn in every single week. I always say that you guys are like the, you're like. I'm going to go do my own thing, anti-status quo, artist, creator, producer, CEO, innovator, CEO of your life, uh, entrepreneur, creative, and I love it. And you guys have uh, honored me with so many ratings and reviews online. I really, really respect that. Um, We're around like 6.8, 6.9 million downloads, and I wouldn't be here without you guys on all of that. So uh, I really, really appreciate it. And for any of the new listeners, which I keep picking up new listeners each week, I really appreciate you guys being here. If you want to connect... Uh, you can find me at Matt Gottesman on Instagram. I actually answer every text in the in the DM uh, as best as I can when the, it comes in because I, I really believe in community, which we are going to talk a little bit on today's episode about. Um, so it's nice to meet you guys from my OGs. that have been around for a long time for six, seven years. It's crazy to think about how far we've come on this, and um, I just really, really appreciate all of you guys. And and again for the the, the newer listeners. Everybody will tell you, I basically, I do not glorify or glamorize success. There's a lot of podcasts that that may want to focus more on that. Um, I don't believe in that. I can't define success for you. Uh, it just will never work. That has to be done by you. It's a very arbitrary word. And success looks very different to every single person. And one of the big reasons I ever started the podcast was because in media, often I had noticed that there's a lot of uh, defining boundaries as to what success should look like and why certain people get featured and some don't and what looks good. And I just don't believe in that uh, because again, that's something that has to be defined by you. Every soul is different. And uh, I just really appreciate you uh, tuning in. And so each week, whether it's a solo episode or I have guests, um, they're on their first venture, their 50th, they're uh, five years in, three years in, 30 years in, it doesn't really matter It's just that I I found very unique people around the world who are willing to share what they're experiencing in real time as they're building something that they really truly believe in. The goal is that you'll see that they are no different. I am no different. None of us are different than you are. We're actually all experiencing something. And I like the idea of humanizing the creative journey or the entrepreneurial journey or whatever it is that you're going after. Because if you're going to define success on your own, it's probably good to know that there are other people who go through the same things that you do or just are experiencing a lot of things in their growth. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I have another amazing guest on today, Zuzana Bresnoyenikova. Hopefully I said that very correctly. (laughs) She's a multidisciplinary artist. Amazing. Thank you. And I'll keep getting better at it. Uh, she's a a multidisciplinary artist and a Vogue published image maker. Um, we're going to talk today about, not only the future of art, work and utility as you know, you guys have heard me talk a little bit about the changing landscape digitally in Web3. And it's not so much that we're gonna talk so heavily about Web3 as much as that there is definitely a shift happening between an artist or a creative or an entrepreneur or a maker of sorts and how we now bring our work to the world and in which we bring on a community of enthusiasts and supporters and we're all in this together kind of mentality um within our own unique communities so we're going to talk a lot about that and uh you know what does that actually mean because uh, you know we've already seen a first wave of um art and nfts and um you know how people are consuming others work now the other thing too is that we're also seeing a very interesting dynamic um in blockchain and in web3 whereas you have uh, some people who see um, nFTs from a marketing standpoint and then you have I, I always like to use the word purists you have just artists out there that say listen I've done art for quite some time and I've done or a certain type of work and now I want to give more ownership and collaboration and community around that um, for my my people, all of you that listen, all of you that follow me on Instagram or any of the accounts or the email list, like you, all, we're a community, and so this concept is expanding, and so that's where we're gonna we're gonna stay on that side and away from <laughs> sometimes the the heavy marketing side um, that says, oh hey, like I can you know earn a lot of money. Can you do very well in Web three? Absolutely. The reason being is because. There's a lot of middlemen that have been taking out of the equation and allows the creator and the supporter, the community member or the follower or the enthusiast to directly connect and um, take part in ownership of that work, especially as the artist continues to grow. So I have Susanna on. She is, as I mentioned, a Vogue published image maker, multidisciplinary artist. Her original artwork often displays the harmony of classic high art. Juxtaposed with modern technology and uh, she's been displayed in art galleries and a virtual museum in Decentraland's Voltaire district and uh, born out of the strong emotions she felt when she sadly lost a few people close to her through cancer and a tragic accident, which I can definitely relate to on um, both. Um, although a highly emotional period in her life uh, through the creation of her artwork, she was able to find catharsis and um, you know, she mentioned she said life is short, fragile and does not wait for anyone. There will never be a perfect time to pursue your dreams and goals and you guys know how i feel about that and uh, it is this sentiment that was going through um you know her head when she was creating her artwork so in fact this is the the fire that burns within her and drives her to make her dreams of creating nft art which she you know will probably uh, talk about how she transitioned into that and, and sharing them to raise money for causes she cares about to support emerging artists and uh, i i was just mentioned to her that. You know, I came across uh, her art through an online gallery, and I just uniquely—I I knew right away. I'm like, I'd like to own some of that, and uh, ended up entering into her Discord community and just learning a lot more about uh, her background. I said, "You know, Susanna, if you're open to it, please come on the podcast." And here we are. So, Susanna, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate you being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Um, so, I mentioned before the show. Yep. The first question is really, it, it's its not even really a question like, how do we get here? Because um, you have an incredible background. And I think there's actually a lot of people that can relate to you. Because uh, you're an art, a multidisciplinary artist, there's a, you know, photography and art and paint. And, you know, and there's a lot of people like that. And it's a great time for a lot of people like that. Um, and but it previously, it, it used to be run a little bit differently. And there was a lot of things with ownership and all these other things. So uh, you can go as far back as you want. Uh, you know, you can go all the way to your childhood if you feel like it. <laughs> Some people do. But, you know, how did how did we get here and transition into the, what you're doing now with NFTs in your art?
1: So for me, it started with photography. So it was actually when my dad gave me a camera when I was like age 13. That's kind of when I found my like first passion, you know, like of just you know being like able to be lost in a moment you know i would just pick up the camera and they would go past you know you, you, you just know you found passion if you uh kind of you know uh get that moment um and just get lost in it uh, and for me it was the photography to start with um and um and uh, i just took photographs you know through college years then i went to uni uh in london Uh, So I moved to, you know, different country, different language, you know, I couldn't speak English as as well, very well at that time, as I had to improve my English, first of all, and then, um, and then I graduated from psychology, and then I did my master's. And uh, while I was studying, I was still taking photographs. But it was really combining the psychology, you know, getting to and and personalities and and portraiture kind of with the photography which attracted me more than fashion i mean i do both i did both fashion and portraiture but it's really the people who who kind of uh, who are really my favorite subjects and um um so i really started business um so i had my studio in london uh which i really enjoyed, um and um and then, kind of the um, movement with like crypto and blockchain technology started, and I just became really passionate about it. The potential was um, um, was just something I was just really excited about. And for me, it was like combining, you know, the creative side with the interest in blockchain when the NA- NFTs came about. Uh, so, um, and for me. Um, It was an opportunity to kind of transition more into art um, as opposed to just photography because I found photography quite limiting as a medium. Uh, you know, you can't be as creative. You're just capturing the moment, but you can't really change too much, if that makes sense. So I could, with art, I could just really like put my emotions in it and um, and really get much more creative than I could with photography. I just I found like real passion. So um, so I really combined those all those passions together <laughs> and um, started my NFT collection, um, which became. Um, well as you say success is definitely subjective but to me it was it was a success um, because I found people who I could share it with Um, you know found people who wanted to collect it you know had hundreds of collectors and and for me that was successful because the ultimate aim wasn't really like you said about money it was more about finding people who who would want to own my art and that was that was the kind of mo- most satisfying part of it just being able to share it um and find that community around me who 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 are passionate about what i do and and the art i create um so for me it was really now i'm doing what i truly kind of passionate about, you know, just the blockchain technology, merging with the art, you know, having community around it. Um and a little bit of the business side of things. But um, like I said, there, there has to be a bit of marketing. But for me, it's more about just trying to build a community around me, as opposed to trying to market as a traditional marketing doesn't actually work in NFTs. It's more about the community. It's very much about the community. So you know and And where the community is is Twitter, Discord. You know, it's much more interactive than it would be on Instagram. Uh, Instagram is just more about just pictures, and um, whereas uh, often with NFTs, it's it's more about the words, the message, the story behind it, um, your journey. You know, you can you can. For me, it's just Twitter resonates much more for me than. I, I never could connect with um, with Instagram. It was just too superficial for me. So I'm actually so I'm actually really pleased um, that you know Twitter is the main kind of medium for NFTs. Um, so I think that would be um, that would be kind of the main summary of my kind of journey so far.
0: You know i I love i was i was taking a couple of notes there's a lot of really great things that you were saying in there <clears throat> um you know the part about well actually going as far back as when you're talking about like the psychology um, and then understanding people and um I also found it really interesting how you so artistic and yes you know you had been around business um but to be automatically excited by blockchain and crypto and NFTs because you could see exactly what that meant for your work. And um, um, I think sometimes what happens in society um, a lot of times is that people see the headlines and so they're sometimes in the external um, versus you know, looking at it and go, oh, wait a minute. This is what this means for my work and, and yeah. you know and I think so that I, I love that you you know you were just so open to that right away and you saw that potential we'll, we'll dive into that in a minute and then you brought up um about marketing versus community in uh in the nft world and in web3 and that's uh I, one of the greatest quotes I think I heard a long time ago was the worst thing to happen to marketing was marketers <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I mean I and I've always I've always marketing to me was always about because I've been heavily in marketing my whole life on digital, but it was never from a, I don't have to sell you anything. Let's just have a conversation. And if my stuff resonates with you, then great. And if it doesn't, it doesn't, I would never want it somebody to have something that they don't need or don't want or be a part of. And I think that that's where web three and NFTs really embody community. And it's like, listen, this is really just about who would like to be a part of this community and this um, and own this work. And let me see how I continue to provide value through my work. In doing so, and thank you so much for owning, you know, my work. And I think that it just cuts mm. it cuts down a lot of the, you know, traditionally as an artist and a, and a painter, you would you go to a gallery or gallery owner if you didn't already create your own gallery. You go to a gallery owner, and then you've got this business deal with that business deal, and you do all these different ways. And I'm not saying that that's going away, but it's just interesting how it pulls down a lot of barriers and opens up all the possibilities between artist and consumer, you know, of that art,
1: right? For sure. And uh, we really like with Castro that I'm working with on on like the new collection, which is called Poetry and Poetry Woman. Uh, we are basically trying to create a bridge between, you know, the traditional art world and NFTs, you know, so we, you know, so we're doing things like, um, we're going to be like hiring uh spaces in art galleries. So we still have got the whole ownership of artwork. We don't want galleries to, you know, we don't have a contract with galleries. We just want to rent out the space um and get more eyes on the art, you know, and try to onboard more art collectors. I think there is just um art is just such a um kind of undervalued in very much undervalued in, I think, in NFTs. Um at the moment, um, Um, I think just our collectors are not here yet. A very, very tiny percentage. So I mean, I know we we're very small, but we're trying to, you know, even if you can onboard just few people, you know, they could they could have friends who are collectors as well. Um, I think it's just uh trying to get them to see the potential of the technology, like the benefits, the you know, the things like transportability, you know. Um you're able to sell the artwork without having to send it anywhere, you know, um, or just the ownership. Um, I mean, yes, you can own the piece of a uh, piece of artwork physically as well, but um, it's just different in that as, a, as an NFT is um, it's, it's, it's an asset, you know, it's much more of an asset as well. And, um, and the ownership is on the blockchain. So it's, it's not just on a wall, you know, it's, it's, it's very much um, uh, something which um, I don't think you can compare it to ownership on a wall, no. <laughs> you know, um, things like smart contracts and, you know, the, the actual ownership of the artwork is just very different. Um, so trying to, you know, get more eyes of the collectors, that's what I'm trying to do when I'm when I'm on those platforms. And ultimately, you know, if someone resonates in my art, they will buy it if they can. Um, uh, but really trying to onboard more people, like the art collectors. Um, and I think they'll change once, um, you know, at the moment. Um, it's it's very much about collectible projects. It's not so much about art. Um, so I think the market is still maturing for art. Uh, but I think when display frames for homes become kind of more commonplace, yes. that's when I think art will boom a lot. And when it becomes more accessible at the moment, Um, you know, it's not easy with the MetaMask and you know, you have to get digital wallet, but sure. it's becoming easier and easier. You know, you have different platforms such as, you know, Coinbase I've seen um recently, they're going to be opening up all the marketplaces on it. So it just makes it, you know, I think we need to steal, and NFTs. I think then it's, there's still barriers to entry.
0: It's, it's still early it's still early yeah
1: know. it's still very early and i think um you know i think art especially it's um it, it will boom it's just a matter of time um uh, once like more general public comes into nfts and understands the value um and once more art collectors understand the values um then it will boom at the moment a lot of the media is against kind of nfts and crypto i'm sure you it's right. not helping um you know very often you know in web uh, web free and nfts people don't tend to kind of trust um uh, you know traditional media <laughs> um, i did like a research like a just small research of my collectors and none of them actually uh read uh traditional media anymore, like consume traditional media. <laughs> like it's just they don't trust it, you know. No. It's um no. so you know, I think um you know once um once kind of collectors start getting more more information like art collectors, like um true information, you know, like you can find really good sources outside, you know, even on Twitter obviously you need to be selective with the sources, but um you know there are more reliable um sources of information than traditional media very often Um, so um, i'm quite excited really about the future of art really uh in nfts um i think we are so early um so so that's what we're trying to do just getting more eyes you know trying to onboard more collectors um into nfts in general and try to also get more women um into web free and you know nfts and interested there are so many artists hugely talented artists you know i try to support as many artists as i can um you know like um the market isn't easy for art right now um so i try to do you know i have i have been lucky enough that i got discovered by some by an artist like gabe weiss who was um who was very established in nft space um and he helped me in terms of he bought my artwork he believed in me and he shared it with his collectors and that's how it kind of all started for me um so so i try to kind of give that back you know give you know i try to share work of other artists you know i try to buy the artwork support them and and i think it's really important like um Just for all or artists who can do this uh, uh, to kind of you know contribute uh, or give back uh, to the community Um, and if everyone gives back to the community the community will only become bigger and will only grow Um, so I do think we are kind of part of this big ecosystem you know it's like we just can't be alone you know we have to support each other Um, so I think the community like you say it's 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 really huge in NFTs. It's all, it is all about the community. So, and I wouldn't be here <laughs> without support of my collectors and, mm-hmm. uh, and a community, I, I wouldn't be here. Um, so, yeah, I think
0: <laughs> no, that's I, kind of summer of it. First of all, I love your enthusiasm because you can, you, it radiates, like you, you can tell, like it's, it is an exciting time. And, and I agree that um, it's very early. And I thought I thought I was, I couldn't see how people couldn't see it because I remember in the fall of last year, I was watching whatever was happening on the marketing side and like the PFPs for anybody listening, like you know the profile avatar style, um, generative. Uh, Well, that's not generative, but um, and I was looking at artists and photographers. And because I I thought, what a unique way to start collecting their work from around the world. And and then the fact that through smart contracts, everybody that's listening, as Susanna said, um, it it shows a transfer of ownership, but then there's royalty rights for the artist. There's, um, There's sometimes other benefits and utility built into it, which we'll get into here in a little bit. But I just I love the idea and the concept of, uh, you know, I was I immediately saw it. I'm like, oh, I'll create my on cyber account. I I'll create a gallery and then I'll start showcasing pieces that I really, really like. And isn't it cool that your work follows at you everywhere you go? So whoever buys your work ends up in somebody else's gallery, ends up in somebody else's gallery. Mm. That's how I found your work is in somebody else's gallery who I don't even know. I just liked that. Yeah. And it's interesting because and I so (laughs) Because I got really into it with with art, and uh, and then here in Scottsdale, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of art galleries, and I got referred to a few of them. And they're like, "Walk us through what's going on." <laughs> and I, so, but you know, significantly older uh, artists, and like, but explain to us what's what's exactly happening, and how can we attach the physical to the to the digital, and vice versa? And I said, "Well, if you think about it." when you create this massively beautiful painting and let's say it's 50,000 or 40,000, whatever your the average price, I think was like 30. I'm like, you then ship it around the world and you never see it again. And they said, yeah, and I'm like, they can resell it, they can do things, they can do whatever, but you're, there's uh, no longer in a, like, yeah, you're an artist and it's, it, it feels like there's like a separation between you and the work. And I said, well, mm. in, in a digital landscape, you could actually put up on the wall still have a physical component of it if you want, a physical version of it. But yeah. With the digital, that can actually transfer for them, so that can move anywhere they go. You can actually create the, the physical aspect, but they can also now have two variations of the art. And the digital version, if they ever wanted to, they could actually sell, or it's a certificate of the, or- the original, the, the physical painting and they can transfer both anytime they want as well, all while you are constantly getting a royalty on it. You're always connected to it because, <clears throat> because it's on blockchain they can also have a physical library online or a gallery online. And so, and then others can trace back to you, the original artist. It doesn't live separately. You're yeah. always with it. And I just really like that concept. And then it brings in m- yeah. more expansiveness into a person's work while they're here. And then the, the other part you mentioned with community is that I think a lot of people don't realize is that um, when a community really backs um, the person's art, I've like I've noticed, most people don't want to sell your work. <laughs> so, I mean, if I was being also on the business side of my mind, like I, I saw, I'm like, I love her work. I don't plan on selling it. But I was like, neither are they. <laughs> and so yeah. the, the value goes up with the community understanding that, like, wait a minute. And she's still doing more. She's still experimenting. She's still adding value. She's still connecting with the community. And so it becomes an asset. Um, not just an appreciation of their art, but an asset of you know this person while they're living, continuously building upon their body of work, and that's really cool. So you feel more, and and I have even had to give people the, <laughs> I was like Einstein, they're like yeah, I'm like yeah. well okay, you know it would have been easy for someone to say oh I used to study with Einstein, you know he gave me the original formula, I was like sure he did, and I'm like. Oh, well, if he had actually NFT it and you had owned it and you were one of his original students, you'd easily be able to show on the blockchain, like actually you were there, you have his original formulas or or his letters to his daughter that got released to a museum in 2019. I'm like, well, people think that you don't want these things as collectibles, but we collect a lot of things that mean something to us. But isn't it great that we get to actually be a part of the artist or the creator or the entrepreneur or whoever their journey and have um support for them while also uh owning a piece of their journey and their artwork along the way and celebrating it and isn't it weird that it's also an asset that's constantly going up you know that if i wanted to i can sell it or not or you know and we're we're all always still staying in the community and connected i just there's a lot there's a lot of use cases yeah so you know
1: yeah so that we actually tried to do the physical as a as a utility Mm -hmm. uh so So we only allow, so the traditionally how artists do it in a space at the moment, like artists who come from traditional background, is they sell their physical, often very separately to NFTs. So they would make two two types of profits, you know, one from traditional art collectors and galleries. So as a physical, and then they would do NFTs. But what we're trying to do is try to merge both worlds. So what we try to do is add utility to our token holders so they can order the artwork on a like very high quality, like a sturdy glass, basically, like a hundred by hundred centimeter, you know, like really oversized beautiful piece in, in their living room and just on a cost basis so it's like purely we're not actually making profit on this so it's literally just just on a cost basis as a benefit to our our token holders um because we want them to be able to display the art you know if they want to obviously this is this is just an option a lot some of them Just one digital but actually a lot of them do want the physical piece on their on their wall because it is art it is different to you know animals or you know animal kind of nfts um so that's that's what we're trying to do is add utility you know give airdrops you know so give them um uh, additional artwork because they're holding because they're kind of like what are called diamond hands in i'm sure you heard the term (laughs) so people who who just hold on to the nft for a long time they're not putting on sale so to our diamond holders or diamond hands um or composers as we said um in our collection uh we try to give like airdrops and it will be like future airdrops we try to do for them like new art collection um on possibly different chain, like polygon, for example. Um, so we try to, you know, innovate in the space, not try to do everything like how it's been done in the past. So, for example, Castro is very, um, very innovative thinking. You know, he's a very creative guy and very passionate about, he comes from kind of traditional art background and he came into NFTs and he's still learning, but he's really innovating. He's like looking at it from like artists eyes and thinking why don't we do this it's like i don't care no one has done it it's like why don't we do something different so he came up with the idea of uh putting qr code on the physical piece so it's literally so it cannot be so it's like literally physically attached you know the nft and the physical so you cannot actually remove it like it's melded onto the so it's literally he um he uses like laser basically <laughs> so it's like melded onto onto actual physical piece so you can never separate them out um, but we want it so even future holders um you know can still order the physical mm-hmm. it's only they can't sell the physical on its own they can only sell it with the nft so everything has to be done basically through blockchain because the NFT is the big part basically so So we might, for example, sell a few in art galleries, but there'll be QR code, which people can scan on their phone and they can buy the NFT and they get the physical with it. Um, So that's the most simple way to do it because otherwise, you know, uh, it gets complicated if you're trying to sell the physical separately and, you know, so that's how we worked it out, which is going to do it. Do it properly through just blockchain and OpenSea, and um you know through actual platform. You can do a private listing, so you know if if a collector wants a piece for a certain price, we can reserve it to their address. Uh, I mean, to their blockchain, like it's to their wallet, um so that only they can pick up collect it for that price, and they get the physical with it. So that's kind of how we're planning to do it. But yeah, I think innovation is the is the is the most important thing I think in NFTs, uh, I think it's important to do things differently and and try to innovate in a space.
0: You know, it, I mean, innovation is the goal and it's, it's, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've I've introduced NFTs and Web3 a lot to my community uh, on a couple of podcasts and then creating an entire guide for them. And um, what's interesting is that it's so early that they'll hear this conversation now and go yeah i'm following but in about 5 years or less maybe 3 years i'm like oh oh shit <laughs> like i totally get it you know in a way yeah. in a way in a way like even more so because um you can because there's so much innovation there and it allows the ability for the imagination to basically rethink old paradigms and i think that that's where uh, old paradigms in my opinion aren't going to make it where we're heading um, we see them breaking down right in front of us even though they all seem to claim that they're doing fine <laughs> I think it's a Titanic yeah <laughs> so uh-huh. um, you know so it but you I love the idea of um, rethinking the physical and the digital and um, how do we transfer ownership or how do we um, maintain ownership or fractional ownership? you know, in, in light of that. And then, you know, w- when it comes to utility, and I think that that's, I think that's where moving people from a, a place of, so wait, I'm just going to own a, a digital, uh, like a, a digital picture, a digital, you know, JPEG, as they say, or something like that I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, no, you don't. So I would <laughs> love for you to, um, you know, I mean, we've already started to talking about like utility and, and for everybody listening, it's just the idea of when you own something on the blockchain and it's verified that like in that, and there's a smart contract obviously attached to it. As Susanna brought up, hey, by the way, um, I just created this, I'd like to just, it's been gifted to you, it's been sent to your wallet or it's been sent to your, wherever you're holding it, right? Let's just say, but we use the, the term wallet address. Um, Hey, by the way, uh, if you are a holder of my work, you can also um, we're we're having a gallery exhibit. Um, holders can come for free, but everybody else in the public, they have to pay. Um, hey, yeah. you're holding my uh, my work. I'm just here where um, uh, we're also we've been asked by such and such brand to partake in, um, you know, a, a brand collaboration the rest of the world, they actually have to pay, you know, full retail, but, um, if you guys want it, you get it at like 50% off. It's, it's the, the idea of, um, you know, the, the community gets, and that's just one, that's just several forms of utility, you know, but it's the idea that the community is very much, especially the early adopters of that, that person's work get a lot of different benefits, you know, um, right. And I think, and I think that's where the utility part that people haven't, fully um understood yet you know especially uh, uh, like diamond hands you know and everybody listen diamond hands you're a whole you're holding, <laughs> you're holding for life you're you're a life you're, you know or if you hear a hodler h-o-d-l not h-o-l-d h-o-d-l hold on for dear life you're a holdler, like you know, you're, you're, um, you're an avid fan and, you know, even the simplest way. And by the way, I love that you, what you said about Instagram, I <laughs> don't even get me started on Instagram, even though that's where I, I have uh, established the community. I put them onto my sub stack. I'll take the 5,000 email addresses over there all day long. <laughs> and, then, then mm. and I just finally reemerged on Twitter these last like mm. five or six months. And I'm like, I can't, I said, I would never come back. Like I, I'm like, here I am. And I'm loving it, you know? So, um, but mm. Um, uh, but I digress, (laughs) so, uh, but just even, you know, people, anybody listening, well, if you see Susana's work in different places or you've seen my writing and, you know, people say all the time, like, oh, I screenshot it. I save it. Here's your folder I created for you. Or here's your, my, my screen share or a screensaver." you're, you're already collecting, but you just don't own. And that's the difference is that you can actually own the work. Um, and have record of ownership and it be an asset that is in your collection, if you will, of anything you want to collect in life that you find Mm -hmm. value in. The difference is, is that it appreciates with the person so i i I like giving people the idea because people always say well i can just screenshot it myself i'm like yeah but you don't own it (laughs) yeah exactly
1: i think a lot of people don't understand it like i traveled recently across europe you know and i and and i I was having chats you know generally about crypto and nfts and they were like what is nft so i tried to explain it and then there was like and she and she was like googling it and she's seen a picture. It's like, well, that's just a picture." And I was like, no but no, it's not. What it is, it's representative of value of your ownership of that picture. The picture doesn't matter. it can be anything. it could be a song, you know it's it's not the picture. it's it's, it's the it's that you own it that's that's what it is they own it on blockchain um and and i think what people don't understand just how widespread this is going to be NFTs are going to be everywhere um and you know all these web free technologies um you know so it's you know the future of decentralization you know we kind of moving uh, towards control of our own data you know so it's we're gonna have data ownership you know um so things like um um so every industry really it will impact you know everything from finance loyalty programs gaming insurance uh you know you can think of even data storage you know everything because i mean do we really want to give corporations like ownership of our data do we really trust them i mean come on <laughs> yeah. you know i mean all these histories with facebook and you know different companies you know um so i think data ownership it's going to be a big thing um so even things like events concerts um you know uh, the tickets and everything it's like you can't really you can't fake something you know which is which is on the blockchain there's only one you know and uh, it's proven on the blockchain, you know, it's like, um, you know, there won't be things like, you know, like a fake <laughs> um, um, concert tickets or, you know, yep. certificates or things like that. So even for things like degrees, passports, deeds, you know, it's going to be tokenization of everything, Right. you know, even uh, like hugely popular now, it's starting um, like new trend. I, I mean, you might have heard of it, uh, but there's now kind of, um, NFTs of sneakers and you can use the sneakers, um, in kind of gamification type environment where you're actually earning crypto yes. just by walking or running. And it's like massively popular already. Um, so, you know, it's just literally really early days, but it's going to be everywhere. Everyone is going to hear of NFTs. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: yeah. I had a uh, Nico from futures factory, uh, which is all the world, sneaker designers, um and uh on a few episodes ago yeah talking about like the gamification and the vr and ar with them and uh Mm. you know it's incredible you know i i when when people don't because i i've (laughs) i've gotten to all these different conversations people like just give me the simple version you know with nfts and i I have at different times with the different like um with like einstein other things and then i've even used like the whole Exclusive membership or a country. I was like, do you belong to like a, a club or someone that like, well, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, and you show them your phone and then like, then that gets you in, you know, whether it's your fitness club or your country club. And they're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, okay. So there's benefits. Mm. There's benefits that come with that membership. They're like, yeah. I'm like, great. Okay. <laughs> That's an NFT. And they're like, yeah. okay. And I, like, and I was like, don't overthink it. Just the idea of, only instead of the corporation that you're you have you're paying your monthly subscription to there, instead, um, you know, an individual whose work you appreciate, you're also owning. So you're not just going into the club because you're paying them. <laughs> mm. you're, you're going into it because you actually own part of the corporation or the country club or the whatever. And they're like, okay, I'm following. And I'm like, well, and then there's additional like benefits out of that, you know, and not like not. You know, to forget that um, they continue to themselves appreciate in value. So your holdings usually tend to appreciate in value as well. You know, it's like so trying to give them the idea of um, and, and to your point about decentralization. Now, I know there's a lot of stuff in the media. So I've been in crypto since 2016, and I know we all loved the concept of DeFi and decentralization. And well, DeFi is probably gone, except for well, outside the U.S., it's gone. <laughs> but um, but decentralization for a lot of people listening, you know, the concept of like taking back the ownership at to the sovereign level of the individual. Now, yes, there have been some headlines about the fact that you know platforms may not be fully decentralized because you have people running the platforms. But the concept of ownership has changed into a more decentralized role to what Susanna brought up, which is now there are less people in, in fact, there's almost no people in the middle between what I decide to put out um, into, like for everybody listening, let's just pretend web two, but it's really web three, but it looks the same. I put my work out there. Now you can get it directly from me and you're not paying Stripe to get to me. You're not paying Shopify to get to me. You're not paying, you know, a, a manager in the middle per se, unless somebody still has their manager. You're not paying, you know, it's just me and you and you're exchanging and you're buying my work. And It just so happens that in ownership of that work, um, there's also, you know, by the way, uh, um, once a year we have a a get together, an event um, for all the holders. So please join us in that city around the world uh, and, you know, come to it. So it's there's this ongoing effect that happens um, versus all the people that have kind of gotten in the middle and commercialized the Internet and consumerism in general. I I believe actually consumerism is going to be completely different. Uh, that's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. And it's going to go from mass qu- consumption at some point; or that'll die, hopefully, <laughs> to more of you know the um, uh, intentional consumption—the things that really mean the most to you within the you know—and with less numbers. And for the people who are you know exhibiting their work and selling their work, uh, that you know you have a more you know five to ten thousand true fans true collectors, um, which you're highly connected to versus, you know, I've got to go on Instagram and have a million followers just to sell like Mm. 10, you know, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, it's different. It's more about micro communities and, and expanding from there, you know, and
1: It is exactly the point. And there are actually people who have got a lot of followers, like, you know, hundreds of thousands on Instagram, but they don't sell in NFTs. It's just like, you have to start from scratch building, you know, become part of the NFT community, really. Um, but yeah, it's very much like about cutting the middleman. Yeah. I'm just really excited about like the web free technologies, everything from, you know, NFTs, cryptocurrencies, the metaverse, DApps, DAOs you know um smart contracts you know uh, i'm really excited about for example even impact on finance is going to have Mm -hmm. it's already having so even now when you have nft certain you know valuable collections like board apes you might have heard of uh, you can get a loan so you can literally borrow instantly at like just a click of a button you don't have to back any bank you don't have to prove anything all you have it's it's an asset which you and it's backed up by the asset and i think that's going to really reduce the gaps uh you know like in especially in poorer countries it's really extremely hard um you know to get um even bank account you know if, if you don't have passport for example i mean there are countries in africa you, you don't they don't even have passport. so how are you going to get the bank account but if you have crypto you can have that as an as an asset you can get a loan you know it's just the impact it's it's going to have a worldwide it's just to me it's really exciting you know um so anyone like having bitcoin or ethereum can have that you know in um in one of the apps, you know, um, and and can just instantly borrow money to instead of having a mortgage, they can, you know, you can get a loan and instantly, um, which is really exciting. I think.
0: I wanna I wanna do a one of one with your work. Uh, for uh, so I have a brand called Permissionless, which you know is a term in um, crypto and in uh, yeah. blockchain. Well, I went ahead and trademarked it in like seven, eight categories. <laughs> and um, there was a major event which I didn't promote. Uh, it's not mine, um, but I actually own the trademark on events and <laughs> all this stuff related to it. So I like this account. Interestingly, like OpenSea, everybody started promoting my account permissionless because they thought it was for like I was the owner of the event that like Blockworks owned it. It was just hey. funny. But anyways, the, the point being yeah. is that it's a permissionless um, crypto and nfts and blockchain it's just a permissionless entry for anything it's permissionless finance i can mm. send i can interact with you immediately with no middlemen i can publish anything i want and it shows that i'm the owner um mm. I, I still think that we should be publishing um <laughs> good integrity driven work and <laughs> not fake stuff mm-hmm. you know but um but then what that really means for Um, you know, for copyright and for trademark and for all these different things. Um, But uh, so, yeah, so I love that you, you know, and then you brought up (laughs) anybody that's listening about the terms like DAOs and uh, DeFi decentralization, all that stuff. We are permissionless.com forward slash learn. I did an entire like 20 page guide. Have fun. It's just links to every article you possibly need. If uh, you know, that's, that's because that's the future. So, you know, it'll take some time to like for learning. But um, I just had to throw that out there because I, I love that you're using these terms. And I know that people, they're starting to, they're more and more are coming around to understanding that there's, it's early. Um, I equate a lot of what we're experiencing to like the original dot com bust. I mean, I was really a kid, but watching what happened at that time um, now, you know, you know, it was early transition. Web two was figuring itself out. Now Web three is, you know. And but I would love could you talk about like what happened with your previous experiences, even in like photography? how was ownership like how did that work when you know working with some major brands um because i feel like if people can also feel what you experience with oh hey i do this amazing photography some i own some i don't some you know <laughs> is, is out there and you know like maybe whatever you feel comfortable sharing right i mean but just you know did you ever kind of feel like at a point in time where wow, I do this amazing work, but I don't necessarily feel like I have full control and ownership over it. Did you ever feel that?
1: Yeah, for sure. Because like, I thought about doing, you know, NFT collections of of my work. But the problem is, you know, very often it's done for a brand, for a fashion brand. You know, there's a contract. They really own, you know, I mean, I own the photography, but they still have some ownership of it. So I do need to have their permission. And obviously model as well. I mean, I wouldn't use anything without permission of a model especially if it's you know selling ownership to it um and often you know you, you photograph these models and they move on you know in their lives we photograph them when they were like you know 17 with like elite models or img you know and now they you know have children and they no longer do it, yeah. you know they no longer with elite um you know so i can't get their very often I can't actually even get to them to get their permission. So um, I mean, sometimes I do have like model release. Um, uh, but even when I have the model release, it's still often 3d model agency. So it's it's really complicated with art is much easier.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> because with art, you just create from scratch, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, um, and I do did you some photography, artwork uh, that I have rights to, my everything, um, and some of it I changed, you know, I modified, um, uh, but um, with art is much easier because, you know, it's, you kind of, you know, you create it and you you own it. There is no other people involved in it.
0: Well, and, you know, interestingly, too, in the future, even, I mean, it can even happen now, uh for any photographers listening um you could easily write strike up a deal with vote with any brand really and say hey listen um i have no problem um if i'm the photographer of choice or if you want to use these photographs i actually have them on the blockchain and so technically um through ownership rights and royalty rights you can you can get them from me through blockchain, <laughs> through smart contract, and you can do whatever. And by the way, I built in all the utility into it as well for uh, royalties and other things like that. So I, I think it's in the future, it's going to actually change the game from yeah. the service provider <laughs> to the brands. Brands are going to have to play in a whole new way. Thus, again, bringing the decentralization into play and the ownership back to the original like service provider. Because service providers in the form of, of art and creativity and branding and, and all these things, um, you know, especially in photography, right. And say, well, um, mm. you know, I'm constantly giving my work away. Um, and, um, and I love that it creates value for your brand, but I'm a ghost at that point. And so, it's going, I think it'll drastically change the, just like it, you know, I mean, the music industry, the more independent it became now they're really good. <laughs> it's going to be fun watching how they're going to navigate that. Um, but it's, you know, now the service provider says, listen, I, I, I want the work to be known as my work, even if you own it. And the beautiful part about that is blockchain allows that ability. And no matter what you do with it, I can build in a the infrastructure yeah. right the the owner the, the royalties and stuff
1: yeah the uh, the one thing with the smart contract obviously it still has to develop because at the moment it doesn't necessarily include um copyright it includes ownership of, of the token but not necessarily copyright so um So I think the smart contracts will become smarter. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) that makes sense? Hopefully, you know, they can be tailored more and, you know, specify exactly what it's owned, you know, um, and tailored exactly to every creator's needs. Um, uh, But at the moment, um, yeah, it can be very separate, the copyright. So just, uh, you know, if someone purchases art, you know, for example, for my collection, yes, they can... They can display it on the walls and but they can't necessarily like sell the physical piece of it you know i mean like it doesn't give copyright to modify it or something because obviously as artists we still need to uh, protect ourselves from derivatives or you know we don't want like something to be changed to i don't know like piece of art to a nude if you don't want it nude you know what i mean yeah. um you you need to like protect your artist's integrity so it could be used for political um reasons or you know political agenda um, so you know things like that just need to need to be still specified separately things like copyrights um, but but it is exciting like you said about you know about the ownership you still kind of you own the token you can sell the token anytime um and it's borderless you know you don't need to send it anywhere (laughs) it's instant um you know, you're just waiting for the transaction to get confirmed on a blockchain, which normally takes a few seconds, hopefully. <laughs> um so it's much easier than physical. It's it's it just makes sense in a international, you know, world to have something like this. You know, before if you wanted to sell physical art, you have to go to art galleries or you have to go to art auctions. I mean you're looking at months and months. You it's the liquidity isn't there (laughs) you know this is why there are so many traders like trading nfts because there's so much liquidity that can actually make profits Uh, i'm not this is not financial advice just because you buy NFT <laughs> doesn't mean you're gonna make profit right. um but a lot of people do make profits on NFTs. so they actually trade it you know it's actually large part of the market is what they call flipping so you know they buy it and they sell it for slightly more and then buy another one sell it for more um you know it's it's it just creates a new whole economy yeah. Um it's it's quite exciting, you know, that kind of liquidity you could never see in the art market. You know, you could never like make profits out of art like this way before. Um and you could sell it to anyone, you know, they could be Fiji, you know, on a yeah. <laughs> Sunday thing and <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: You know (laughs) you could sell it
0: to them you'd be in scottsdale and you can buy you can mint a poetry and woman in women uh nft from (laughs) susana that was a great um you know that i i it was funny um you know in the minting process um obviously it's whatever gets revealed uh from minting and and I and I love it. Uh, and it was great, by the way, to wake up one morning and like, oh, I have an extra one in my. Uh, so there you go, to YouTube. <laughs> I had an extra one in my in my wallet. <laughs> when I was looking at my collection, yeah. and uh, I'll probably mint a couple more, by the way, because I see that there's some room to do so. Um, but it's and it's sure. interesting because, um, versus uh, when you buy on the secondary market, because I've seen the 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 collectors on the secondary market, which you know the floor prices. Drastically increased on the secondary market with you um, and I'm like, oh, look at that one and that one, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what, just keep minting, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but um, but it's uh, uh, so it's it's definitely an interesting process the, the minting to the to the uh, some that flip and then others that hold and um, and it just it's been really great to also watch uh, just even how how much the community really values your work. Um, because they're like, I'm not selling below this and that retention of value in an open market, even without selling, you know, um, and so it's, it's, it's pretty cool to watch, but that's also that uh, we have to attribute that back to the creator of the work as well to you. So it's been a, how, how do you feel now that you just did this next, um, project? Cause you've, you've done a few. Um, like already, mm. you've done a few projects already. How do you feel about this latest project? Like how it, you know, how it's been going, and just uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a massive undertaking.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it's been a challenge because you know it's not easy to do art PFP collection. You know, most of it is done you know, it's automated through you know, for a software and, you know, it's, right. it's not done by hand, you know, so it's literally was created by hand. It took three months for us to create 2,222 tokens. We literally have been creating until like 5 a.m. in the morning, especially, especially Castro. Like it's been a real passion project though. We, we actually initially wanted to create 3,333, but then we realized it's impossible unless we spent six months. <laughs> so we kind of thought 2222 will be will be enough and it will it will be more scarce as a collection Mm -hmm. um so but it's been real like a real project of passion um it's something we decided to use like mixed media art you know very like many different techniques you know from like calligraphy oleo collage stencil you know everything you can think of you know alcoholic ink you know and it's very much merging a lot of the artworks merging the physical art processes some some of them have been around for like 1000 years you know um like some of the Printing machines which Castro uses are like really ancient. And you're merging this with NFTs, you know, like digitally. Um or or you know, you're putting like putting alcoholic link on artwork one day and then you merging it with the physical with the with the digital piece. So it's it's like it's real challenge but it's really exciting it's it's just like merging those two worlds together like completely old with completely new you know and merging like the technologies and different art processes it's it's been really exciting um a really exciting process and and also bridging um what we decided to do as well is um it's to really manifest the NFT culture and like incorporate it. I'm I, I'm personally very excited about the NFT language. <laughs> uh, so once you become part of kind of like NFT community, you, you hear these things like diamond hands. That's one of the things on our, our artwork you know, in Poetry Woman. So that's the poetry. Poetry is actually like the crypto language. So you have things like HODL, you mentioned. You know, HODL, which means just you just holding on the artwork. No, Even if the market crashes completely, you're still holding on to it. <laughs> you don't sell it. You know, or you have... Um, there's so many different terms. Um, and actually, they've been the most popular, uh, you know. so and, and they're quite rare. So, you know, some of the... Like some of the rare artworks, I mean, instantly, like I think number one a collector has put it on like 100 ETH or something, <laughs> uh, which is crazy to me. Um, I mean, it, it's, um, but I really, I mean, I love it that they value it so much, you know, and they appreciate that it's like it's a rare piece, you know, because often you have collections which have got at least 10,000 pieces, as you know. You know some of them can have i mean there's collection which a like hundred thousand pieces so you know so it's still uh, and each token is really quite unique as well it's not just like different traits put together you know and just mixed you know with the software it's each artwork is unique you know it's um um so some of are kind of women are like their number of art, different artwork with the same woman but each each kind of like the art on it it's it's art on its own basically very unique piece so we have been really kind of it's been very much a project of passion and um yeah we literally have been working non-stop there was like no holiday no weekend we just didn't even know what day day of the week it was we we're just so passionate about it uh, but afterwards we literally couldn't create both of us for like two weeks <laughs> We're just like creatively exhausted first time in our first time in our lives. Even Castro said like I actually been like literally having time off because I've never been more exhausted in in my life. It takes a lot out of you. I mean it's it's amazing to create, but that many pieces, it's yeah, it's a lot of energy. It's a lot of creative energy you're putting into it. You're literally putting a piece of yourself into the artwork, you know, your emotions, your your kind of vision for things and it takes a lot of out of it, three months, you know, just constantly, every single day. Um, but yeah, I'm really pleased that we managed to do it. And well, three months isn't a short time, but for that many token, it is, I think. And, uh, you know, that, um, that we managed to uh, do our own contract, smart contract, which is very important because it just allows inter- interoperability between different platforms because that's where we're moving like in the future. Um, if it didn't have our, sm- our own smart contract and we had, you know, shared contract of one platform, such as OpenSea, if OpenSea decides to remove the collection, that's it. Right. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> right. You know, so, uh, and this way we can just, uh, the artworks uh, op- uh, basically shows up in any, any new platform. So, you know, Coinbase opened the um, mm-hmm. uh, platform now and it just was instantly there. The whole collection or looks rare or variable or you know any any platform which kind of pops up you know it's going to be there because it's custom contract we're not reliant on just one platform and that's actually not that easy to do because um you know i had to hire we had to hire a, a deaf guy you know like developmental guy like a guy basically who does smart contracts who writes the code um on the blockchain and it's something it's not my skill set <laughs> so we had um yeah we had this really amazing programmer and uh, he is managed to do a really good smart contract where, where the minting was very cheap as you might as you might know so it costed almost you know to to mint like 10 as much as 10 tokens as much as it as it did one you know it was very minimal cost of gas there is like a yes there is cost of gas in a, on the blockchain unfortunately <laughs> um but um yeah it's it's been um it's been a new uh, learning experience for sure because it's much harder to create a big collection like this than it's to create a smaller collection like i did before Mm -hmm. Um, before you know just mean one by one you know you didn't have to like try to sell them all at once you know and all in a market which is like crashing you know (laughs) so that's been the biggest challenge i think you cannot control you know the market um as well so but you know we looked at other things like you know revealing the collection which helped um you know so once once we kind of reveal the collection and show the artwork then many more collectors wanted it um so it's about kind of responding to those challenges i guess
0: yeah it's a, it's a lot you know i um and i've got the website up as well and one of the things that i love that you've done where you show what it could look like in the physical especially in you know in physical environments and, yeah. and things like that i love the one with the, the all white like um you know, the walls and the fireplace and then you've got the poetry and women um, where it actually says poetry and women on it um, yeah. on the wall that like pieces like that. I love when you, you demonstrate it from a physical standpoint like that, because people can actually start to see like, Oh wow. Like this is, you know, something I can easily make for the home and, and space that I, you know, inhabit or whatever. Um, but uh, so I, yeah. I love that you, you, you know, you've done that. Actually, that's the piece I want the most, <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, you know, so, uh, with the collection the two thousand two hundred and twenty two two thousand two hundred twenty two are there any still left for minting
1: uh so it's all minted in terms of um there's no actual minting going on everything is minted, but uh, kind of we minted it like the rest of the collection ourselves mm-hmm. just because we decided it's important to reveal the artwork yes. Um, so that was the decision point.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Uh,
1: so we decided to sponsor, the ourselves mm. to, to, in order to reveal the artwork. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. that was the decision. No, it's, you know, it's actually, I, I really like that you did that because I can, you know, I can see how, um, by doing that. Collectors such as myself can say, "Ooh, you know, like to your point earlier and you are saying, yeah, you know, um, the more when we revealed it, the more collectors that came in, because there's so many good ones. And it, that's the only hard part about the minting process is that you don't know. But you've, you know, exactly. you've got, you got so many good ones. Like I, I pulled it open actually on OpenSea on here and I was like, oh, oh, OK. And so now I, I get why these uh, these ones are available is that you guys sponsored. it, And that was really that was I think that's actually really smart of you because <laughs> there's a few in there <laughs> that I was like, oh, all right, <laughs> noted um but uh... i
1: I think we realize because it is art i mean i always wanted to reveal it straight away but it isn't possible with minting a blockchain to Mm -hmm. you know uh you have to mint it first and then it will get revealed unfortunately um so it isn't possible to do it any other way than I just minted ourselves uh, so that's that's the decision point because um and because we wanted collectors to be able to choose the artwork mm-hmm. and and we found that often they wanted to like swap the artwork be- between themselves because art is subjective you know everyone's got different taste um so you know uh collectors really like seem to appreciate when they could choose the artwork because we did like experiment with just 10 or something like that and it was so popular they were like prepared to, to you know pay above the mint price just to choose. And then we thought, let's just do it all. <laughs> so that was the decision.
0: You know, that that's actually a really good at least a really good question. Any for an artist that's wanting to to start to at least experiment with uh, NFTs, whether all digital or digital plus physical, what do you recommend to them? You know, when they say is it you know, hey, start with you know one one off pieces just to kind of get you're bearing straight with with the process. Uh, maybe do a very small collection of five or ten so you can see how you interact with I mean it's very actually startup like company it seems like in a lot of ways. you know you, you start off small, yeah, experiment on the, way, but what what do you recommend?
1: My experience, from my experience, do not do PFP collection if you're new. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not. I'm not new. I, I mean, I was like featured on OpenSea, and you know, I do have some established collector base, but it's still really hard to sell, uh, you know, big collection like that. Especially, you cannot control the timing of the market. You know, it's like it's you have a have huge community, uh, 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 you know, behind it, and I kind of I think underestimated the importance how how big the community needs to be you know um understand you know unfortunately a lot of this big collection it is about hype so you know unless you know for sure you can get that hype which no one can guarantee you know it's it's extremely hard to sell the collection i would say start start first just you know becoming part of the community first of all you know being helpful to the community first of all No one is going to help you sell your stuff if you don't help them. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's just how it works. You have to become a member of the community, you know. It takes months and months of of just interactions on Twitter, just, you know, making those friendships, you know, real connections, you know, having actual real conversations with people in a space before you even build that community, you know, around you. And before that, I wouldn't even mint anything you know uh that would be my advice because once you mint something uh, it's like you should already have people who are kind of uh, some base. or you know you could give like sneak peek you know and see what the interest is but i wouldn't mint something without actual having potential collectors who are interested in that artwork if there is like if you have collection, if you have art, if you're existing artists and you have art, which people go like, oh, yeah, you should mint it, we want to buy it, that, that's different. Um, but it is about, you know, you have to build a community around you first. Mm. And, and the problem is for artists, a lot of artists are not business people. And... Unfortunately, PFP big collections are about it is like own business, and a lot of collect a lot of artists wouldn't like that. You, you know, it's a lot of interactions on Discord, you know, it's being very social, you know, it's being, um, you basically, yeah, you become. S- you serving that community pretty much so it's not just about creating art anymore it's about having business there the pressure on on the big collection is massive it's it's collectors expect always to be moving forward to be giving more and more utility you know it is tiring i don't want to (laughs) like you know i'm just saying what the reality is it's not easy to do big collection that's what i'm i'm just saying If, if i could actually go back i'm i'm not sure i would start Big, beautiful collection, if I could say that. Um, just because um, the pressure is enormous and it takes away from the art sometimes. You know, it's like you just don't have as much time to create art anymore because uh, you're building the brand. You know, it very much becomes about brand building, you know, um, about getting the name out there, about the business side of things and the community. And... and you know, it's and it becomes and you have so little time to sleep or eat or create art, you know, so it changes the game. So if you if you if you if you're an artist and you love creating art, don't do
0: big collection. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um first of all, thank you for that. Thank you for giving, you know, a very honest play by play, because I think the hype sometimes throws people off because they instantly see dollar signs. And I'm like, yeah, but an artist who's with artist integrity, it's going to be way different. And, uh, well, you hope. (laughs) And, you know, the other thing too is it's true. It's um, if you already have a community, it's first getting them into a place, especially off major platforms and into a, a more controllable environment for yourself where you can actually connect in a way that, Say okay, hey, here's well, here's what I'm thinking about doing um, with all of my work, and and then them understanding why you're doing it, how are you going to deliver it, um, and it's you know com- managing a community is a lot. I mean, one of my first communities I ever yeah. online was like 1,100 people, like six seven years ago. I'm like, this is a lot of work. You know, you show up weekly, daily, but weekly, you know, and it's it's a lot when you're trying to do all of the other things, and I and. But I think that there's um, there's so many different ways to do it now with, uh, you know, with even if they're small collections, even if someone's saying, hey, listen, like, here's how I'm, I think I'm going to do this. I appreciate you guys all like, want to be a part of it. And you're right, because there's also managing the collector's expectations, which is what if you've got, you know, a thousand, two thousand, three thousand people in your community and each of them are like, you're only going to launch one? Like, what do the rest of us do? Like, who gets it first? You know, kind of, <laughs> kind of a deal. Yeah. You know, thinking through how do you deliver at scale um, a true community that wants to support and own your work. And so I like the idea of taking your time and going in. And by the way, anybody listening, you could easily just as much ask the community and say, hey, here's the deal. It's a lot of work. I'm trying to figure out the best way to do this. Like talk to me. Let's talk. Let's actually, let's engage in dialogue here a little bit, you know, without the hard part there is that they don't know what they want. They just want your work. <laughs> and so you have to be very careful with taking too much on of their, uh, of their thoughts. You know, I think it was like, a uh, Henry Ford said a long, long, you know, obviously back in the twenties or thirties was like, if I asked the people what they wanted with cars, he's like, they would have said more horses. <laughs> <And> so he's <laughs> like, so you gotta be careful listening to what the people want. You want to, you want to give them what, they want plus what they haven't seen yet and without the friction of what that means for you as well like you you wanted to find that balance somewhere you know in delivery of of service to them so it's it's a lot it's a lot of work and i'm glad i'm glad you're giving the reality for a lot of people who aren't you know part of the, the hype and you know um but trying to do it in the the most sustainable long term long game play for for the brand itself
1: yeah, I think for artists, you just need to understand in, in a bigger collection, you're wearing so many different hats. You're not just going to be an artist anymore. Yeah. You're going to be, you know, you're going to be doing marketing. You're going to be doing, um, you know, you're going to be community, community manager. You have to manage Discord. You know, you have to, there's so many different hats you have to wear. And uh, a lot of artists, you know, they kind of don't appreciate uh, just how how complex it can get you know it can get intrusive to some artists i mean I, I personally actually like the entrepreneurial side of things you know like i like to grow the brand um but i know um a lot of artists just want to create art right. so it depends on you know you have to know what what it is that you want to kind of concentrate on if it is just to create art then it's better to just you know mint one piece by you know uh, at a time and just sell that i would say
0: it sounds or, me, it sounds to me like you're saying ownership has responsibility accountability yeah. <laughs> yeah. a lot right right that's i mean uh it's it's funny uh i've mentioned that to a lot of people I said listen like yes in web3 in blockchain and crypto um you know your nfts yes now you can have all the ownership rights and people go that's amazing i'm like and all the responsibility that yeah. comes with owning your own work and your brand and how you do things so like that's the beautiful part about web3 is that it's bringing the accountability into the equation because and we're already seeing what happens with people who if they're not bringing in uh, accountability especially. I don't like to use the word influencer, but like, you know, you've seen a couple influencers who did some projects and then they abandoned them because, like, after they got the money, they're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm like, oh, because you were never really about community with your 14 million followers. Um, You were just kind of about like celebrating your world but like in the web3 world it is about community if you're not about community and you do an nft project i love when gary v said he called everybody he's like if you do an nft project and you're not about you know he didn't say i'm paraphrasing but it was like you're not about community you 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 exit and you know and you take their money you're gone good luck ever trying again good luck.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the worst thing that kind of happens yeah. to, um, to collectors, uh, yeah. they call it being wrecked. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> as a you a may racked, have heard for sure. Pull, and uh, <laughs> Yeah, and that's basically yeah, yeah. So you say create collection doesn't stop there, that's yeah. it, like the pressure only starts and the work only starts once you sell the collection and, you know, to help to drive the secondary market. I mean, it's a billion dollar industry, you know, you're competing with massive collections, you know, like some of these collections have got like 50 employees, you oh, know. Yeah. Um, so it is it is literally like running a company. The the issue with uh, I wouldn't say issue, but uh the complexity of NFTs is, is no longer just art, it's investment for a lot of people. They do see it as an investment they're not just collectors, they're investors. Very often they're traders, they expect the value to go up, you know, and they expect the marketing to be done. Uh so if you if, if an artist is not expected to do, you know, marketing and develop, build a brand and the name and get more eyes on the art and, you know, to be present on Twitter every day, then it's just NFTs. Don't even go there <laughs> yeah. would be my advice. Just stick to traditional art, I would say.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and that's, you know. That the the investment part, that's where I I tell so many people. I'm like, the opportunity right now is actually incredible to find very value driven, community driven artists. If you're patient, you're going to see the benefit of that five, 10, 15 years from now. You know, Hmm. I'm not, I've never been a a fan of, um, you know, like the get rich quick. Crowd like and the the, the uh, listen the flipping is fine if you're kind of like I'll I know I, I know people who like they'll buy six they'll keep four <laughs> and they sell two covers yeah. bu- covers buying the the all six plus a little extra because they're like hey you know I get it they're being they're being a little bit more lucrative with it or whatever and you know and you know if somebody wants to flip they want to flip I actually think it's also good for the artist because it shows you on the secondary market it's doing well huh. but th- at the end of the day. Investing isn't just what what makes the asset so valuable is the person who created it who so now Mm. we have to start really looking at the person who created do we like their art do we like their character and who they are and who they're becoming like you know do we like what they stand for do we like um, you know their potential trajectory of (laughs) their heart really of like where they're going in life in terms of what what they're so so eagerly dedicated to. If people follow those trends, they're going to be fine with their investment, you know, of, of the, the mm. person's work. Um, and I think that's the beautiful part is Web3 is an accountability platform where the creator puts something out, but they have to be dedicated consistently. Mm. Oh, they can pivot, but they can still be dedicated to their life's work in some aspect because they're bound to the community. community's community is bound to them in totality versus like I try this and I'm out. and like, if you leave, <laughs> you know,
1: right. But- Likewise, I think collectors, you know often sometimes come from wrong reason to the space, you know, yeah. they hear about you know apes selling millions and they expect you know, get rich like overnight. It's just doesn't work like that with for example, art, you know it can take long time for an artist to get established. So you know, one advice I would give to collectors is like, don't buy something you don't like and you don't believe in that person. and yeah. you have to believe in them and, and prepare to hold it for a couple of months because the market can turn like, like it is down at the moment but it can it can turn to any any point so for example last year when i started in nfts you know i wasn't selling first for months at all and then suddenly i sold in three days i sold one year of all my artwork in three days and within month i was selling right to level of like 8. 8.888 ETH, mm. you know on a secondary market and that happened in a in a time scale of couple weeks you know so the market can shift really a lot either way yeah. so as a collector just don't don't expect to get rich on I mean, you have to just invest what you prepare to lose basically as we say <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a very risky market it can be very lucrative you know there are collectors of 100x even more than that um you know in nfts um but it's um uh, but i wouldn't invest anything you 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 know you need for the next year or you know it's it's a very risky market so i would i would just buy what would you like and would you you know what you're going to be comfortable with if the market goes down and you know stuck with that piece of you know monkey or you know or animal you know in your wallet and you're staring for it for next six months you know do you actually like it a lot of collectors found actually don't like you know some of the stuffed stuff they both and now they're stuck with it. So, oh, you're, <laughs> so you're nice. I think you're gonna like what do you what you
0: collect? You're, you're nice about it. The next six months, I they, everyone's like, they're like, when do you when do you see the market changing? I'm like, two years, they are like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, welcome to our world. I was like, this is my second cycle. So I've already been through a bear market. I'm like, you know, and to your point, um, I, I, we both always say, as we're saying right now, no, not financial advice. But it's always, you know, um, Always, you know, if you're going to put anything in, put in what you're willing to lose and yeah. look at the things that you believe in In and all of the crypto mm. I'm in. It's because I <laughs> technology is off my background. So, like, I look at the technology of, of, of why I'm even in it in the first place because of what I believe in, what it's doing. And then in NFTs, I look at the I look at the person. I look at their art and that I really, you know, dig what they're trying to do um, and what they're trying to build and, and the sustainability of it. Um, so it puts me in a detaching from the emotion of. Um, mm-hmm. What's happening in the market, and it puts me in a place of I'm just collecting and building the world around me for 10, 20, 30 years. So, when there's a lot of the ups and downs in the market and the headlines and all this stuff, first of all, that's designed for anybody listening. That's designed, like, like we're not going to get into media or anything like that. But, um, you know, when you can remove the emotion and you mm-hmm. feel good about um, what you put your time, energy, and money into. Uh, and not at the cost of you, but at the investment of future you, or just for building the world around you. It's it's it, it's not so emotional. You you want to hold it for the long term and. Um, the, and for anybody listening listen to, by the way, the, the market, like the way it is, <laughs> I've seen this before. I said this yeah. last year, by the way, <laughs> I said this in the fall that 2018 and 2022 will be identical. And here we are. Like it is absolutely, in my opinion, absolutely identical. It gets worse, by the way, if everybody's listening, <laughs> so, I mean, in, a, I mean, in, it, in the healthiest way, yeah. the way, in the healthiest, healthiest way, that's where we are able to get more, <laughs> you know? So,
1: yeah. I look at a market when it's down. Everything is on discount. You know,
0: Everything's on you... sale. Everything's on sale. Uh, so <laughs> on I, sale, exactly. I, so.
1: remember,
0: I remember most of my Ethereum um, I got when it was like twenty-seven and like thirty-four dollars a coin. That's when I got into Ethereum, and um, God bless. And uh, and maybe like all the way up to about hundred. I remember when it went up to like fourteen hundred, and then it, it went all the way down to a hundred as as late as like the beginning of 2020 end of 2019 um and so so it was on sale i should have picked up more than i already had plenty but i probably should have picked up more than but so i tell people i'm like listen i'm like it it you just each new after each new bull cycle you end up with a a new high of a low once it once it gets to a new floor a new floor that's you know higher than it was previously and it's on sale
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, over time, I mean, it's a highly volatile asset, you know, like things like Bitcoin, but it's really appreciating over time. You know, it's a highly appreciating asset as well. So I think the way I always say to people when they say it's very volatile, it's Google, you know, Google literally USD to Bitcoin.
0: Exactly. You know, Yeah.
1: just Google it. Look at the chart, Yeah. you know, whole time, you know, like over time. It's literally like USD is not, USD is the scam, sorry.
0: Don't, don't apologize. We're all, we're <laughs> I mean, fiat, just any
1: currency. I mean, Yeah, no.
0: Uh, but
1: if you, if you think about it, it's, you know, at least, um, at least uh, like Bitcoin is on a blockchain, you know, there is no gold standard anymore. There is nothing which, uh, which, you know, it's all just printing paper, you know, and
0: yeah. um,
1: I'm very biased here, I think, against fiat, but no, um, yeah, just Google USD to Bitcoin chart. You see what I'm talking about?
0: Look, the fact uh, you're not alone. Uh, we're all talking about it on our own home turf about the U.S. dollar. We're not. We're not excited. What's happening, <laughs> and, or the fact that we're probably about to lose our reserve currency status. But <laughs> so mm. you know. Um, but uh, again, um, that's why I think a lot of us play in this other world and we see what it's all transparent. It's all right out in front of everybody at this point right now. And um, uh, for any of my international listeners, that is not our fault. That is a separate <laughs> from okay. these the powers that be that are not we're not related to, um, you know, it's, it's uh, but yeah, to as a store of value, you're 100 uh, percent correct. Just Google U.S. dollar USD to. Bitcoin BTC and see the trend over since 2011 12 13 like you'll you'll get plenty of, of data that you need um, and uh, you know and you know not all of these currencies make it I remember I remember the ones from 2017 that you know they mm-hmm. do anything now uh, you know I or either got out of it you know that happens some technologies don't make it as we continue to evolve the next level of the of, of, of the internet so uh, that's that's, mm. that's for everybody to figure out what you know to do their own research right d-y-o-r <laughs> so
1: yeah i always compared to like dot com you know it's yeah. like you still have the giants you know like the amazon google you know they survived and they you know anyone who invested back then so imagine being able to invest in early you know google now like yeah imagine that opportunity, you have that opportunity. That's what I would say to people. Yeah. But obviously do your own research. Right, I know. <laughs> As we always say, yep, always. and uh, yeah, always invest what you can lose. And, and the best way is just to average, you know, like dollar cost average every day, you know, if you just put like tiny amounts, you know, and then then it goes to lower, you know, it's on this game, you, you buy more and more. you can't go down forever. <laughs> you,
0: know, you know what I love about dollar cost averaging? And yes, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> what, I love, what I love about dollar cost averaging is I, I give examples to people all the time. Like, you know, that very expensive dinner that you went to last Friday night. They're like, yeah, I'm like, let's say you didn't go to that. And instead, you took like the $150, $200 or whatever. And I don't know, you just spread it across like, you know, a couple coins or whatever that you really liked. They're like, yeah. And I'm like, all right. And then let's say you do that continuously every week for however long. You know, like I'll usually take a budget daily and I'm just like. These are the three to five that I'm like, hey, you know, and a little extra. But it's I like the idea of you're putting in what you wouldn't mind losing if you did something else with it, uh, yeah. Then consistently, <laughs> and and then the idea of that, you know, um, whether I bought it very low or very high, it doesn't matter because if I'm always putting the same amount and I'm somewhere in the middle of its way later value that I'm at least hoping for that, you know, again, do your own research, but, um, you know, and and it just, it dollar cost averaging is such a great way for people to, to see the, the opportunity cost. If I didn't put it into something here that I couldn't quote unquote could potentially lose, where would I be putting it elsewhere? Like, Oh, well, you know, if you're, I don't really eat out. I love cooking, but like if you eat out or if you consume this thing or you buy that, whatever it might be, the opportunity cost and also like you'll never get the money back over there either. So is that an asset that's even going potentially has to go up, you know, unless you're buying a supercar. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. Even then, yeah, I, Even so, yeah.
1: stories of some people just, you know, like not buying coffee as much and then looking at the wallet, forgetting about it, just keeping change from when they bought right? coffee with it right. and keeping change. And I was worth a lot of money. Right? <laughs> and that was like over many years, obviously. Um, but yeah, I can and really up. um but uh, yeah it's i think it's it's just oh, very exciting you know cryptocurrency and yeah. just web free and just being part of it you know regardless of you know the value in the future It's just being part of that revolution you know it's yes. i think it's really exciting
0: yeah i love i love the coffee uh example i somebody <laughs> asked me whether like i don't have uh, enough to uh to invest in that i'm like I think your ideas of investing are all off. They're like, what do you mean? Like, they were literally standing, like, uh, holding a Starbucks, which I, I'm, I'm not gonna say anything rude, uh, but uh, they're holding a Starbucks and uh, and like a, fa- like a fancier version, you know, of their coffee, whatever. That's like eight or nine or ten dollars, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, have you? Do you get that every day? I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, three hundred dollars a month. And like, yeah, and I'm like, wow. Have you really thought? Even if you weren't in crypto, if you were even like in a stock exchange or anything, an investment vehicle that can at least earn you something that if you, I don't know, made the coffee and instead put the money into that, you know, I think people get this idea of like they have to have, uh, you know, so much money. I'm like, no, everything has a starting point, you know, just think about it, you know. Uh, not not, women's
1: (laughs) shoes you know uh, if if women looked at the uh, amount they spend in shoes you know i always used to be like very different to (laughs) to most women i would i never would like spend money on like designer shoes or something i would buy lenses you know photographic lenses or i would buy you know digital currency or something i I am very unusual of it i like investing for me it's 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 like a hobby you know for me i i don't actually like Uh, I just think a lot of like designer stuff, I think it's very materialistic and it's, you know, it's just a show of and don't necessarily need it, you know, like, um, you know, I mean, yeah, it's everyone's, everyone's different, but for me, I've really enjoyed the, just as a hobby, you know, just investing a bit, you know, here and there and, um, and being part of the revolution.
0: Funny, funny how funny how things change as we get older. I, I'm I'm there with you, and I, I I don't need the material world for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to continuously build to a world where nobody can see. <laughs> like, hey guys, yeah. at an unknown address. I love you. I'm publicly of service, but you know, um, I I like my space. Just <laughs> you know, yeah, like let's the same. Yeah, no, I, I totally get you where um where can everybody find out about the the current collection right now and. Um, if, you know, they were wanting to learn more about the community and, and you know, et cetera, what, what would be some of the best uh, ways to to find the work online right now?
1: Um, so poetryinwoman.com. Mm-hmm. That's that's right. kind of where you can find all the information about the collection, the links. There's a link to my Twitter, which is at Presna which is quite hard to spell. It's probably easier to refer you to poetryinwoman.com uh but i think twitter is a good way to kind of just see you know um uh learn a little bit more if you want to learn more about um uh, about nfts or even even cryptocurrencies but yeah be careful there are a lot of scams out there <laughs> i do always have to say this you know uh, just be careful about dms and things on twitter or especially discord and things um, don't click any links um, you know if you do if you're new to um uh, to nfts and digital wallets make sure you store your seed phrase, but never digitally and don't click any links. <laughs> yeah. uh, that would be my advice. A lot of hacks, you know, uh, so just be careful out there and and always do your own research. You know, a lot of coins are hyped, you know, on Twitter and, you know, Dodge and, you know, all these. Um Just make sure you understand what the coin actually really is before you buy it would be my advice, you know, and, and you understand, like, what is the value of the project? Is it actually a real project? Or is it just meme coin? You know, is it, it? Is there actually actual value for that coin, or is it just based purely on hype? You know, so so just be careful out there. I would say. <laughs> uh,
0: no, hundred uh, um, percent. Anybody that's new to NFTs in general, when you find somebody that you really value, go find where whether they're inside of their Discord community or wherever it might be their official links and know that they are probably not going to dm you they will most definitely not dm Mm. for any personal information or for links or for this and that's because there's a lot of people out there that are doing this in these different random communities unfortunately and so you know look again part of Being a part of this newer world is more accountability, is more responsibility, is more research, is more, you know, (laughs) there is no get rich quick. You know, I mean, you see a few of them make it happen sometimes in there with uh, with crypto and, and, and various other things, too. But just as easy as things go up is as easy as they can go down. So, like, let's (laughs) – I'm all a long game. Just make sure you guys do your research. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, poetryandwomen.com is where you guys can find uh, any information on Susana's uh, amazing collection. I've got a couple. I might get a couple more. So (laughs) (laughs) now that I know that they've all been revealed, I have them, like, all up here on my – um, my computer screen one of them so uh, I appreciate you coming on and, and just sharing your work and sharing your experience and then um and I and I also I really appreciate because you're you're a um an experienced multidisciplinary artist you've had several uh mediums that you've you know done work with you know from painting and art to photography and you know and all these things and so it's great to have you know somebody mm-hmm. not from a, a um you know, kind of the, the marketing world where they have these big teams it's like no the artist come on and say hey this is um mm. you know been my journey so far and what i'm loving about it but also like what you have to consider if you're going to do it yourself as well too so i appreciate you
1: yeah no i appreciate it thank you for inviting me
0: yeah absolutely and uh hang out just for one second i'll, I'll talk with you offline here in a second. but for everybody listening susana Breslanikova and uh you can go to poetryandwomen.com for her latest collection. That'll also give you uh, information on the Discord and other places, you know, that you can connect. Um, uh, you know, please support artists out there. That's what we do here. <laughs> so and I'll also put the link uh to poetryandwomen.com in the the show notes so you guys can find that. And uh, you know, I just appreciate you guys. Susanna, by the way, I always say this to our guests. You're welcome back on anytime um because it's a journey driven podcast and as you know like six months from now a year from now it looks very different like we're always changing and evolving so you're, you're welcome back on anytime
1: thank you yeah
0: absolutely and uh you guys uh please uh support in any way you can uh, if you have any questions you can also uh, reach out to me on uh instagram for now <laughs> and uh you know and also be sure to um uh check out uh, susana's twitter i'll put the link to her twitter account inside of the show notes as well too and okay. uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I just, I appreciate all of you guys tuning in every single week. Again, like the downloads are insane. Thank you, really, truly. And um, a lot of interesting announcements coming up, which I will share more publicly. I started to a little bit on Instagram and in the uh, Substack. You guys can go there at um or HTTPS, wearepermissionless.xyz. And I just, I really, really appreciate you guys for Susana, for myself, and for Hustled Separately. We are out.